All right, we're now joined by uh, Tommy Morris, at Real Tommy Morris on social media. Tommy, thank you very much for checking in with us. Hope you are dry on this rainy evening as we were recording this. Let's talk some football. We'll start with the Open Division game. You were actually at the Helix Saints game last week, so tell me what you saw there, and uh, let's start talking about this matchup. I saw a lot of defense, including the game winner. Not a lot of times you see the game winner happen on defense for you, but that's what happened last week. Daniel Steer with a pick six to win the game. It was kind of crazy because the touchdown before, there was a unsportsmanlike conduct as the touchdown, which puts the extra point back, and they missed the extra points. They're down by one, and they end up winning on a pick six. So kind of a crazy, chaotic last five minutes of that game. Helix pulls it off. Uh, a little bit concerning, I would say, the lack of offense, but Saints defense is really good. So it's not – you know, it's not like they're up against nobody. They're going to be up against Carlsbad's open division. Last week, Cole Wright provided pretty much all the offense for Carlsbad. He had nine catches, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. Like I said, really good defense for both Helix and Saints for that game I was at. So I assume Helix defense against Carlsbad will be just good. I think Helix wins this one in a very, very low-scoring defensive struggle. Carlsbad defense not so shabby themselves. I'd be surprised if either teams make it over 24 points. I think the final score will be something like 17 to 21 Helix. My goodness. Um, the most concise and accurate, it's not accurate, but the most concise and well-thought-out score prediction we've had yet on that open division game. Tommy, anything else you're looking for there in terms of differences or playmakers between the two teams before we go to the Division One playoffs? Uh, no, I mean, Carlsbad's got to find someone else to throw the ball to. But other than that, I mean... Credit to the Helix kids. They could have put their heads down when, you know, that extra point didn't go in, and they, they didn't tie the game like, like they thought they were going to. A uh, shout-out to Keontae Scott, who was the one who, who scored that the game-tying touchdown um, on kind of a long pass play there. But, um, yeah, this is, Helix has got to find something else on offense. Cameron Brown and Delshawn Trailer kind of split uh, the load there. Quarterback, neither were effective throwing it. Uh, Delshawn obviously effective running the ball, but actually not so much on Friday. Normally he is, but on Friday uh, – Saints, excuse me, did a good job holding him to 16 yards on 15 carries. That is not a very Delshawn-like game. I don't think you'll see that again. But just great all-around defense for both teams. I expect low scoring. Like I said, Steelers wins 21-17. On to Division One. The first matchup we got to talk about is the number nine-seeded Oceanside Pirates coming off their upset last week. They are going to be taking on the number four Madison Warhawks at Madison High School Friday night, 7 p.m., Tommy, does the Cinderella story continue for Oceanside, or is Madison getting hot late? Uh, I think it's going to be close. Again, I warned you last week that we might have an upset here with Oceanside. I'm not as confident this week against Madison. I know it sounds weird uh, because Madison's a four-seed. Oceanside just beats the one-seed. But have you heard of this Keontae Springs fellow by chance? Yes. <laughs> well, in case anyone hasn't or has been living under a rock for, for the last three seasons or so, he had 331 yards, five touchdowns, and when he's playing defense, had an interception last week, and there went over Grossmont. So you talk about somebody who's heating up. Keontae Springs heating up at the right time. Oceanside, if he could do it, not to be undone as well. Won 197 rushing yards and touchdown to go along with 96 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, and they're up to win over Still Canyon. So you have two very talented ball carriers. I think – I give the edge to Springs here a little bit. I think he's got a little more of that dynamic playmaking ability. He'll probably break one or two big ones just like he did last week where he broke five of them. <laughs> but I, I think Madison wins this game. I think another lower scoring affair. I think maybe more points than the, than the open division game that I predicted. I think it'll be somewhere around 
uh, 28 to 21, which they, I don't know. There's not a low scoring. It's average scoring game, Christian, an average scoring game. I was going to say, what, what, you're, you're, you uh, followed the Bishop scores too much if you think that 28 21 is low scoring. Uh, all right, well, so I think everyone scores forty points now. It's, great. it's, it's so true. Any, anytime the winning team doesn't score forty, I, I feel like it's a low scoring game. But no, yeah, twenty eight twenty one is actually pretty normal. Right. <laughs> so the winner between Madison and Oceanside will move on to play the winner between number two Lincoln and number three Mission Hills. Tommy, help us make sense of this matchup. Yeah, Lincoln, or sorry, excuse me, Mission Hills was a very, very, very impressive win last week against LCC. The two headed monster out of the backfield of the. Soto and Woosley was in full impact there. Woosley, kind of the smaller, faster guy, and Soto is huge, very hard to tackle. Um, distracted me that he was wearing lime green gloves last week. I prefer to see the kids wearing the matching, uh, you know, gloves with the uniform, but that's, that's just me being an old man. So, Mission Hill's going to be ready to play, but Lincoln, they went complete, I don't know, yin and yang, like the opposite of what, what of a Lincoln game that we'd expect. They barely threw the ball. They did most of their damage on the ground. Maybe they're trying to show Torrey Pines that a running team they could also run the ball as well as a team that ran for 312 yards including 87 yards from freshman Daniel Cooper the fourth I did not see that coming from Lincoln I thought that Torrey Pines to be honest would probably be their toughest matchup in this playoffs I know it sounds crazy given what the seed numbers were but I, I think Lincoln making it past Torrey Pines both well for them I think they have a, a very very good shot obviously they're the highest seed so they're supposed to win the, the division one title but I think their hardest game was last week I don't think any other team in this bracket will be within seven points of them I like Lincoln by a couple touchdowns in Division Two, we have the number one seeded Bishops Knights taking on the number four seed Santa Fe Christian in a rematch from a game just a couple of weeks ago that Bishops won very one-sidedly. This one we've played Friday night, 7 p.m. at Torrey Pines High School for anyone that's interested in going to check out Tyler Buckner and what he's all about. Tommy, can SFC find a way to completely just flip the script from the last time they played, or is Bishops going to be moving on to the finals? Kind of a confident move by the Bishop School here, being the home team. They don't have a field, so they have to use one of the bigger high school fields, and they pick Torrey Pines. I don't know if that was a logistic thing, but that is about as close to Santa Fe Christian as you can get <laughs> when you're talking about um, public schools. In fact, I think Santa Fe Christian uses that or chooses to use that as their home playoff field. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Bishop, yeah, beat SFC 49 to nothing two weeks ago. Credit to Santa Fe Christian for even being in this game. I did not think they would beat more. They really, really impressed me last week, but that 49 to nothing loss two weeks ago is going to be hard for me to kind of overlook as someone predicting this game. Bishop, another team fortunate to be here. Poway, I thought was going to be their toughest match. Again, not what the seed numbers say, but I thought for Bishop, Poway would be the most difficult team for them in the playoffs. They win on a goal line stand on two point conversion. Uh, is that, that count as goal line stand up on two point conversion? I'm going to call it that. Yes. Can I call it that? Yes. Okay, I will call it that. Um, Tyler Buckner proving that doesn't matter if he's playing big school, little school, if he's playing on Mars, Jupiter, doesn't matter. He had 538 total yards and six touchdowns. Clay Petrie, Clay Petri, excuse me, the very talented junior with 172 receiving yards. I expect, I, I don't think it'll be as bad, but I mean, Bishop's, dude, I, I don't think they ever don't score whenever they have the ball. It's crazy. So I think Bishop's will have somewhere in the, the ridiculous, you know, 50 point total. But I think Santa Fe Christian, I don't think they're going to get goose egg again. I think they'll have a couple touchdowns, but I don't think it'll be close. Winner of that game will go on to play the winner of El Camino and Vista, the number seven seeded El Camino Wildcats, will go on the road to take on the number three Vista Panthers. Panthers. Panthers, yes. Um, El Camino is a team that kind of there's been a consistent narrative that they are seeded too low and are really more of a one through four seed type team. So perhaps this is 
the matchup that we deserved all along. Tommy, what do you see between El Camino and Vista? I see Vista winning this thing. Dez, Tua, and David Flores combined for 235 rushing yards and four touchdowns last week. I expect a similar game out of those two guys. Very talented uh, runners, and it's always hard when a team's got two really good guys, kind of like Reggie Bush, Wendell, White combination. Flores kind of pounds you, and then Tua is the more athletic guy. Um, who's going to run around you, and he can actually run three if he wants to, too. He's been on varsity since he was a freshman. They have done better against their three common opponents. You know I like the common opponent statistics. I'm going to go with Vista. Division three, we go now. Scripps Ranch, they remain undefeated on the season. The number one seed will be playing host to the number five seeded El Centro Central Spartans. Um, Central in the championship game last year, do they get back, or is Scripps Ranch the team of destiny in this bracket? Uh, people forget Swiss Ranch is undefeated. I, I feel like I have to keep reminding people that, yes, it's Division Three, but this is a very impressive bunch. Nicholas Gardinera, the running back, just named league MVP, is only a junior, so he will come back next year to try and defend that title. Last week, he had four touchdowns in their 42-7 to win over West Hills. For Central, they have a good running back as well. His last name is Nava Esparza. He had 100 yards and four touchdowns last week against San Diego in a game that I thought the state would lose. Uh, big shout-out to Central for coming all the way into the city and uh, – avenging a game from two years ago where uh, San Diego beat Central in the playoffs. Scripps is going to be a little bit too much for them. There's a reason they're undefeated. This is not a fluke. This is a team that I think has potentially to win a state championship. I like Scripps. Number three, La Jolla plays host to number seven, Brawley, on the other side of the bracket. Winner of this one goes on to play winner of the other game. What do you see here? Yeah, I think their opponent last week, modern day, is more difficult than Brawley is going to be, so I'm going to kind of give it away here. I'm going to end up picking La Jolla. An impressive 28-14 to 14 win, as I said last week. Max Smith with another dominant performance. If you don't know his name, go watch La Jolla play. I won't even have to tell you what number he's wearing. You'll figure it out pretty quickly. He plays both sides of the ball. It is a bruiser, very hard tackler, very hard runner. Um, and he proved it last week against modern day. For Brawley, they had an upset win over Hilltop. They won by a point winning on a 36-yard field goal. Then Hilltop had a chance to make a field goal of their own, didn't go in. So, very close game. Blake Kingbaum, a name you need to know for that. He's kind of like a Max Smith Jr., and I don't mean that in negative connotation. He just physically is smaller than Max Smith and plays the exact same position. Just like Max Smith, very hard runner, very hard tackler, and he wears one of those cowboy collar things that makes him look even more awesome. So, I think La Jolla wins this game and a similar score to last week, somewhere around 28-14. Division four playoffs, we go now. Number one, Santana plays host to number four, Orange Glen. The Patriots going back to another finals? Ah, this is going to be a close one. Two contrasting styles here. Nathan Temple for Santana with a three-touchdown performance last week. But Orange Glen, dude, it, it, it just seems like Cale Patterson knows when the playoff starts because when the playoff starts, he's the only one who gets to touch the ball. 39 carries for, the, for him last week for 285 yards and four touchdowns. He wasn't the only one, though. Ethan Villalobos had three touchdown passes. So they did kind of – I know it seems kind of wonky and lopsided when you see that number of 39 carries. Ethan Villalobos only had to throw the ball like 12 times to get those three touchdowns. So you can't focus everyone on Cale Patterson. Otherwise, they will throw over the top, and it will go for big yards because nobody's back there to help. I expect at least 30 carries for Cale again, and I expect them to win this game against Santana. It is going to be a close one again. I think this will be a higher scoring game just because these offenses are both pretty good and they're both contrasting styles. They don't really get a you know good look against each other in practice. So I think a lot of points both ways. I think Orangeland wins this somewhere around 35-28. Winner of that game takes on the winner of number two, Sarah Conquistadors, and the number six, La Jolla Country Day, Tories Tommy. Hit us with it. 
points, 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 points. This game is going to have a lot of points. I expect over 100 points between these two teams combined. Sarah beat Coronado last week in a blowout. Tim Zabrowski with two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Brock Desta, two interceptions for them on defense. They, as a team, ran for 289 yards. That is going to be something Country Day needs to clean up. Even though they did beat Madison last week, I think they gave up around 300 rushing yards. They ended up winning again. Like I said, they ended up winning that game because their offense is so good it didn't matter. Uh, specifically, EJ Kreisman, who had 407 yards passing and six touchdowns. He also ran for 52 and a touchdown. So he, I mean, he's putting up numbers like no one else in the county. I think that Country Day wins this one. And again, I think over 100 points combined in this game. It'll go down to last possession. Whoever has the ball last is going to win. So I guess we got kind of got to predict the coin toss and who's going to receive the start because, you know, I'm trying to do the math on this. Yeah, whoever receives the start will probably end up winning the game because they'll be laughing with the ball because I don't think any, either offense is not going to score this whole entire game. It's going to be a lot of points. If you like offense, go out to Sarah and watch a football game. Let's talk. Let's talk Division 5. We got Vincent Memorial, the number one seed, taking on the number four seeded Francis Parker Lancers. Tommy? So this is an interesting one for me because I don't know why this happened, but Hernan Olivas, the quarterback for Vincent Memorial, did not play last week. I don't know if he was hurt, if he was sick, if there was some sort of personal issue. I have no idea, but he did not play. It didn't end up mattering. They only threw the ball two times against Elkhorn Valley, and they beat him 23 nothing in a shutout. The defense was impressive to me here. Parker's really going to have to step it up because zero points in a playoff game, pretty good. Parker, as a team last week, ran for 221 yards in their win over Crawford. Um, Trevor Brokowski. Uh, ran for 90 yards and two touchdowns. He was the leading rusher. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring one. I don't know what the deal is with Hernan Olivas. If he plays, it becomes a completely different ball game because he is their go-to guy, not only throwing the ball but running it. So I think Vince Memorial wins this thing about 14-7. to 7. If Olivas plays, I'll give him another touchdown. But, I don't, again, I don't know what the status is. I don't know why he did not play. Uh, but if he does play, expect him to have at least one more touchdown than I predicted. Last game to talk about is the other side of the Division 5 bracket. That is number two, Castle Park, playing host to number six, Mission Bay. Yeah, and so for Castle Park, Eric Hernandez, 206 rushing yards, three touchdowns in the win last week against Palo Verde. He's listed at five foot four, 150 pounds. He plays bigger than that. Another guy who is definitely much bigger than that is 200-pounder Roman Cabal. He's very hard to tackle. He had 88 rushing yards and two touchdowns in that game as well. Mission Bay beat a very run-heavy Holtville team last week and only held them to 14 points. I think that bodes well for them this week because they're going to play another team that likes to run the ball a lot. I like Mission Bay in this one. I think it's going to be very similar to their game last week where they want 21-14. to 14. I'm expecting them to win by the same score. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at RealTommyMorris. Thank you very much for joining us, Tommy, and we will speak to you hopefully in studio next week for our finals preview for all of these divisions and uh, maybe see you Saturday night for the Open Division Finals. Talk to you soon. All right, see you, Christian. All right, we are now joined by the Vibres man himself, Noah Laxina. Noah, how are you doing tonight? Hope you're staying dry. Very sorry no one was able to make it in studio, but uh, what's good, man? I'm doing great, man. It's raining hard out here. You you know it's raining hard when it's loud. Like, it's loud rain, but I'm staying dry. Staying cozy. So we are here to talk about all of the playoffs. One of them is a final. The open division game is a final Saturday night, 7 p.m. Southwestern College. The rest are the semifinals. So, Noah, how do you want to do this? You want to go five to open or open to five? Uh, let's, go, let's go open to five. We started off, we started off with the final. 
All right, so we are going to go to the open division game. That is the number one Helix Highlanders versus the number three Carlsbad Lancers. Noah, both of these teams have had to adjust a little bit due to injury, so it's not necessarily the format at the end of the season that we would have predicted how they got here, but they both got here. What do you see now in this matchup? You know, I, you, know you got to give credit to the, uh, both these teams. Um, these are two teams that, you know, may, maybe some 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 people didn't pick in the beginning of the year to be here, but, you know, they made it here through all the adversity they had to go through. They made it here. So, folks, I just want to say congratulations to both of these teams and good luck this weekend. I, I see this playing out as a, as a really tough physical game. Um, Carlsbad proved themselves, you know, yet again last week against Cathedral. And I feel like, you know, this week's a big, a big challenge for them. But I think they could get it done. They have the talent. Um, I like, I really like their quarterback, Shane. Um, you know, he's had over 2,000 yards this year. Um, and, I, and I think they have a good variety of, of different rushes to attack you with. I think they got, uh, you know, Young. They got um, Barak. They got Maslow. So they have different guys that could change the pace against this, you know, tough, stingy Hillix defense. And I and I know I'm talking about cause that a lot, but we, we know the weapons that Hillix is going to bring. But you know, I just think that you know these those guys that that fit the pace, running back game, and that quarterback, that leader at quarterback, you know, could really make this game close. I got cause bad by field goal. I want to see I want to see more teams in a, uh, different teams in the Open Championship. So I'm gonna go cause bad by field goal. Noah, you have played in a CIF championship game on that field under the lights Saturday night. What is the hardest day this week as a player? Is it is it Friday night waiting for the game to happen because it's a day later? Is it is it the walkthrough? Is there not a hard like what what's the emotional effort required to make it through this week properly as a player? Oh man, I mean it, it, it definitely starts Saturday morning. Uh, when you wake up from that Friday night and you're like, wow, I'm actually going to play in the final now. You know, this is it. This is for it all. And then I think the, and during the week of practice, it's got to be that Monday uh, because, you know, Monday you're, you're installing. Um, you're going – it's more of a walkthrough type of day. You're going over what the other team runs. And, you know, you really want to be going – like in your head, you're like, man, you want to go full speed and hit somebody. But you know you got to wait all the way till the weekend to play. So that Monday, that Monday day is just hard, staying focused, you know, uh, paying attention to detail. But the rest of the week is pretty exciting, you know, because you know that, so you know, you don't really have too many more practices left. And um, it, you've been through all of it with your teammates, and then that weekend's going to be special. But definitely that Monday is tough because you're just, you're just a lightning ball of energy wanting to go crazy, and you got to wait all week to unleash it. I like that. You're a lightning bolt of energy waiting to go crazy all week. Noah Laxina, what do you say we move on now to the Division One semifinals? The first game is number four, Madison, playing host to the Cinderella story, the number nine, Oceanside Pirates. Huge, like heavyweight fight vibes coming from the running back matchup in this game. The defenses are also next level. Who's making it through to the finals? Oof. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go Madison here. I think uh, Dante Spring, you know, he's on a different level right now. Uh, you know, shout out to Oceanside, they've got this far. They had a great dramatic win 
uh, last week. And, you know, getting to this point, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. But I just feel like Madison's on one of those special runs that, you know, they tend to go on. And I think, um, you know, the, the Magic stack over at Madison, they're clicking at the right time. And, you know, it's all about making the run at the right time. And I just feel like as of late, Madison's been playing more uh, better football and they're getting better every week where I feel like Field on the Oceanside starting to kind of plateau. So I'm going to go with Madison on this one. Winner of that game takes on the winner of Lincoln and Mission Hills. So what's the other side of the bracket going to be? Um, you know, I'm going to go, and this is, this is probably going to, I think I'm looking forward to this one the most, you know, obviously besides the open division game, but I really, I'm really looking forward to this game because, um, Lincoln has been playing phenomenal football lately. I think, um, you know, after their win against Cathedral, they kind of, you know, they, 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 they check back in and, you know, they're ready to go. I mean, they were here last year. They, they know what it takes to get, um, you know, to a final. And I feel like um, they're really motivated to do it again. I know Mission Hills is knocking on the door, but I just think you know when the going gets cut, when the going gets tough, that defense from Lincoln is going to get the job done. I think by the time Mission Hills adjusts, I think Lincoln will their speed and their athleticism will get them up by enough, and I think they'll hold on to win it at the end. Let's move on to Division Two. The first game in that in that bracket is the Bishops School, the number one seed versus the number four seeded Santa Fe Christian. A rematch of a game played just a couple weeks ago. Noah, your thoughts? Well, you know, like you said, they just they played a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know when you play a team twice, you just, you know it's good because you get to see more things. But you know the last the last time they played, it was it was a blowout. It was tough. I, I you know I really hope that Santa Fe Christian uh, makes it uh, closer this week. You know, um, any on any given day you have a chance, but I just think Bishop is going to take this one. But speaking on behalf of Santa Fe Christian, you know, with their offense, if they could, you know, dig deep in that playbook, get a couple tricks played to get up, and then um, you know, run off the clock. I mean, your best your best defense is your offense, and you're able to take off you know, a whole bunch of minutes off the clock, get a bunch of first downs. And, you know, they're going to need that from guys like Hogan, Reed, uh, Britton. I mean, they have a collective of running backs that all equal up to about a couple thousand yards. But I just think that it's inevitable for, you know, the, uh, that offense to score points on the other side of the ball. And I just think that this is just going to run away with it. Other side of the bracket, number seven, El Camino travels to take on number three, Vista in what has to be a somewhat surprising but somewhat satisfactory semifinal matchup. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, two North County teams going at it, battling it out. Um, El Camino, they just came off a really big win off the of Tampa squall. Um, you know, it's really hard to stop that and contain that offense. But when you have, you know, speed and guys that could you know, close down from sideline to sideline and that triple option and just take every option away at the same time, you're, you're going you're gonna to move on. And, and this is going to be a tougher matchup. Um, I mean, obviously, Desmond Tua, you know, he's a monster. And I just feel, and he's one of those players that is just having one of those special seasons like a couple of these kids are across the county. Um, but in addition, you know, on, on their defense, they got a lot of ballers too. And I, and I just feel like... Um, you know, 
the guys on defense for El Camino, I mean, I mean for Vista, they have 28 tackles for loss this year. Um, they have a whole bunch of 25 stats. They're, they're ball hawks in the secondary, 27 picks. I mean, that defense is gonna is gonna is gonna be what's key for Vista, and I think that's what's gonna lead them to the championship game. In Division Three, the number one seed Scripps Ranch remains undefeated this season as they play host to the number five seeded Central Union Spartans. Who's moving on to the finals? Man, I mean, shout out to Dinero Osuna, you know, getting back to this point. Um, you know, it takes a, a good veteran leader like Dinero Osuna to get his team back after being, you know, making it to the dance last year. They're trying to make it back, but I really like uh, Nicholas Gardena Gardinera from Scripps Ranch. He has 1,500 rushing yards already. Um, when it comes to playoff time, being able to control the clock is so huge. And, you know, they're undefeated for a reason. And, um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not going to steer away from it. I think that Scripps Ranch train keeps on rolling all the way to Southwestern College. I like that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep on rolling to Southwestern College. The other side of this bracket <laughs> is number three, La Jolla, playing host to number seven, Brawley. Will an Inland Empire team make their way through to the finals, or will the La Jolla Vikings have a chance at Scripps Ranch? You know, um, I like the way La Jolla's playing right now. Um, winning against a tough modern-day Catholic team. Um, Modern Day was one of the teams that I thought, you know, would be in the semifinal game at least for sure, and, and La Jolla got the job done. Um, Brawley, on the other hand, they knocked off a really good um, Hilltop team. Uh, you know, their quarterback has it over a thousand yards, and, and you know he's a freshman. And you know, as a freshman, to do that, uh, shout out to Gutierrez, being a freshman and beating that Hilltop team and having to score a lot of points to beat that Hilltop team. You know, he's grown so much, and I think that could be the defining game of his season. But I feel like, you know, he's a little young, and I think right now it's just going to be La Jolla because, you know, his time hasn't come yet. But I, I got La Jolla in the close one. Let's move on to the Division Four playoffs. Number one, Santana plays host to number four, Orange Glen. Orange Glen looking to fight their way back to a second consecutive championship Santana looking to remain the hot-handed team to beat in Division Four. Who's going to move on to the finals? You know what? I'm going to go with Santana here. Um, a big part of that is, you know, Nathan Temple, 28 touchdown passes, only five interceptions. Um, almost he's going to break 2,000 yards this week. Um, I just, like, I love San Diego, man. San Diego football has a lot of variety. And, you know, we've been talking about teams that run the ball, uh, you know, ground and panels and teams, uh, teams that spread it out. Santana does a little bit of both. And, you know, Noah, Noah Temple is just going to, you know, conduct it out, conduct it all in the field on Friday, and they're going to get the job done. Other side of that bracket features number two, Sarah, and number six, La Jolla Country Day. Seems like both of these teams are capable of putting up a ton of yardage and a ton of points. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you, you hope they light up the scoreboard uh, once again. I think that's what, that's what the fans want to see. Um, you know, shout out to Sarah, man. But, you know, 
back back a few years ago. They weren't doing too good. Um, they they worked that program from the ground up. I remember, you know, seeing um, different games year after year, and you know, they, you could tell that they were just in a rebuild mode. But you know, they have guys now. The uh, both he he has seventeen hundred yards. Um, you got uh, their their running back combination of Ellison and Leongo. They combined for over sixteen hundred rushing yards. And you know they have um, they have a variety of receivers that they try to get the ball to in their defense. They 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 do enough. The defense does enough to make plays. But I think um, you know La Jolla Country Bay's having you know one of their years that they they haven't had in a minute. And I think La Jolla Country Day is just gonna have a little bit more um, in the tank at the end of the game. And I think they're gonna pull out a nail biter. Let's go to the Division 5 finals. We start with the number one seeded Vincent Memorial playing host to number four seeded Francis Parker. Ooh. Um, so Vincent Memorial, you know, being 10 and 1, and, you know, they're, they're definitely the favorite being 10 and 1 and, and um, being undefeated in their league. Um, they got a multitude of weapons. But, you know, you got to shout out to Francis Parker. I mean, the beginning of the year, um, they're still trying to find their identity. Um, you know, post-PRS, uh, post-Ryan Sanborn. And, um, you know, they, they really hit their stride. And, and, you know, I hope, you know, this is going to be a good final. I hope everyone makes it out. Um, and I, But I think, you know, I think Vincent Memorial, uh, being the higher, the, the better team uh, on paper, I think they're going to, you know, come out on top uh, this weekend. Other side of the bracket, and the last game to talk about with you here, Noah Laxina, is the number two seeded Castle Park Trojans playing host to the number six seed Mission Bay Buccaneers. Another rumble down in the South Bay. Yeah, uh, shout out to Castle Park, ten and one, uh, two. You know, they hadn't lost to Montgomery, but you know they've had a really good season. Uh, when you look at uh, Mission Bay, they've had some close games. I mean, a common opponent is San Ysidro. Mission Bay won that beginning of the year, barely. And then at the end of the year, they beat them handily. Um, I think Mission Bay playing some pretty good teams like like Strips Ranch, who, who we've talked about before, and, you know, playing La Jolla. Uh, playing teams like that uh, in their season is going to benefit them this, uh, this week against Castle Park. I think it's been a Cinderella run for Castle Park, but I think um, at the end of the day, I think Mission Bay is going to, you know, uh, move on. Noah, that is all of the games for this week. We hope to maybe see you actually on location at the finals this Saturday yeah. night. Southwestern College, you yeah, tend sure to be the most well-dressed person at the entire event. Uh-huh. And we look forward. Oh, hey, I got some special. I got some special for the open too on Saturday. Drip game gonna be strong. Yes, I, I I'm bringing back the turtleneck, but adding a little something else to it. And then, but hey, today this year's focus is the pants. This year's focus, you gotta focus on my pants this year. Deal. That's where it's coming. That's where the heat's coming from. That will be where the heat is coming from. Noah Laxina, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> We will see you in person with this uh, stepped-up pant game Saturday. Folks, follow him on social media at it's Noah underscore Lax 17, correct? 2017. Noah underscore Lax 2017. 2017. All right, Noah, thank you.
Okay, we close this show out with Bodie Da Silva at SD Preps on Twitter and Instagram. He is the official Scorebook Live reporter for the CIF San Diego section. Scorebook Live is the official digital provider for the San Diego CIF section and the provider of those cool brackets that we post on all of our social media. They are the score guys. They are the article guys. They are the prediction guys. If you're looking for the open division, Bodie has a wonderful article out now. I'm sure he would like to plug it himself, so I will get out of the way and just say thank you for joining us, Bodie. Uh, we'll skip over open. You can tell everyone where to find that, and then let's go into Division One. Yeah, head over to scorebooklive.com slash California. You can see all the all the stuff we're doing down here and as well as all the other sections in California as the playoffs get going. All right, so we'll go into Division One, and I will ask you just outright, is Oceanside stoppable? Does the number yeah, nine I, seed I, Oceanside have a chance at making it through here? They're taking on Madison. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see this as a, a toss-up game, really. I mean, the, the way Oceanside played in the last two weeks, um, they played a low-scoring game with Eastlake. They came back from 19 down against Steel Canyon, so um, they faced enough throughout. I think they, they ended the regular season not the way they'd like to, but um, and Madison's played really well too. We know how explosive that offense is. So uh, you get two of the best running backs in the county, and, and this should be a good one on Friday. All right. The other side of that bracket is Lincoln and Mission Hills, the two and the three seed going at it at Lincoln. Your thoughts on who's going to advance? Yeah, this is another good one. Uh, Lincoln survived a tough game against Torrey Pines last week, and Mission Hills, who I who I did pick against, uh, they they had the Costa Canyon at home and, and took them down pretty easily by 25. So uh, Mission Hills has definitely gotten better as the years gone on. They've got a bunch of young players, sophomores and juniors, making big impacts, and um, I think they'll they'll take it again this week. And I expect Mission Hills to be in the finals. Let's move to the Division Two playoffs. Once again, you can follow Bodie at SD Preps or SB Live CA for Scorebook Live California results. The number one Bishops school will be taking on the number four seed Santa Fe Christian in the semifinals for Division Two, a rematch of a game played just a couple of weeks ago. Do you see a different result or something similar? Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be a similar result. I think Santa Fe has been beat up and has had to have guys uh, move around within their offense and and the way they play is, is so much of the the triple option and and running is is what they're all about. So uh, with key injuries earlier in the year, I think it's going to be a, another tough one for them as they play Bishops. And we saw what Bishops did last week against Poway. They proved they can uh, play a, a bigger team. I know they gave up more points than they have all year, and uh, they may get beat down as the game goes goes further along. But when Tyler Buckner's back there healthy, um, it's tough to pick against them in any scenario. Other side of that bracket, we got Vista, the number or the number three Vista playing host to the number seven El Camino. A lot of people have been on this show talking about how El Camino, the seven next to their name, does not match the talent on the field. Will that continue to be true this week, or is Vista a championship caliber team? Yeah, I'm going to go with Vista here. Um, since I first saw the brackets, I think Vista and Bishops was the the matchup I was um, kind of expecting to see, and we're, we're now a week away from that. But I expect El Camino to give them a great game. Uh, they made that quarterback switch over to Kaya Reed, and um, they've scored 42 points in back-to-back playoff games now. They went on the road to San Pasqual and won last week. So uh, I expect this to be a really good one. I expect a high-scoring game. Uh, I just think this comes out at the end. All right, we'll move on to the Division Three playoffs. Number one, Scripps Ranch, who is undefeated still to this date in the season 
will play host to the number five seed Central Union Spartans. The number five seeded Spartans were CIF finalists last season and return a fair amount of that squad. So veterans in the playoffs versus the absolute red hot unstoppable Falcons of Scripps Ranch. What do you see? Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's impossible, I think, to really pick against Scripps Ranch and feel good about it. The way they've dominated everyone on defense literally every game they've played this year. Um, I expect Central to give them a good game. They're experienced. De Niro soon has been around. I mean, two years ago, they were into the CIF title. Last year, they lost a, um, a close one in the CIF semi. So I know they'll give them a tough game, but uh, Scripps Ranch right now, I don't think you can bet against them. Other side of that bracket is number three, La Jolla, number seven, Brawley. Your take on that game? Yeah, I think the bracket really set up uh, well for La Jolla as it's gone along. Um, and they grabbed, a, obviously, a, a bye based on their regular season finale there uh, and then really shut down a modern-day Catholic team last week to win by two touchdowns. And, and I think they've lucked out with a matchup against Brawley this week. They get another home game. Brawley's got to travel out there. Um, and I, and we saw what, what Central did to Brawley earlier in the year. So I expect La Jolla to win this one. And, um, I'm thinking a La Jolla Scripps Ranch final. Never going to be opposed to hearing those words coming out of uh, someone like yourself's mouth who actually <laughs> knows what they're talking about. On to Division 4, number one, Santana plays host to number four, Orange Glen. Your thoughts? Yeah, Nathan Temple's been great for Santana this year. Uh, they They had a long run into the season, I think two months of, of undefeated play there before they slipped up. Um, but they, they got a win over Escondido last week. And uh, Orange Glen, I mean, they the last two years, they've scored on everyone pretty much. And um, I'm going to go Orange Glen here. I'm going to put my faith in Cale Patterson. And you know he's going to get the ball a lot. And I think at the end of the day, we'll, we'll see another 300-yard game and Orange Glen into the final. Other side of the Division Four bracket, and once again, we were talking to Bodie De Silva, SD Preps, on Twitter and Instagram. He's the Scorebook Live reporter for the CIF San Diego section. You can follow them at SB Live CA for all of these playoff brackets. Other side of the Division Four bracket is Div- number two, Sarah, number six, La Jolla Country Day. Will there be a scoreboard large enough to fit the final score of this one on it? Yeah, the, the way Sarah's been playing, um, it, they're not going to be able to shut down La Jolla Country Day, but I think it's going to be really tough for La Jolla Country Day to, to put up uh, a ton of points on them. Sarah's played some great games throughout the year. They really shut down uh, San Diego High earlier in the year to end that uh, 16-game winning streak the Cavers were on. And um, I think it, the, the way Sarah's been playing, it, it's tough to bet against them, and I expect to see them in the D4 championship. Let's move on to Division 5. The first game we have there is number one, Vincent Memorial, and number four, Francis Parker. Who do you see moving yeah, on? Yeah, I'm going to go Parker here. I know they got to make the, the long-distance uh, travel out there to, to go play Vincent Memorial out at Calexico. But uh, Parker, I mean, we expected it to be a down year after all the, the seniors they lost last year that were top contributors. But really, they've had so many freshmen and sophomores step up this year and be key contributors, whether it's a freshman as your leading rusher, a freshman as your leading receiver. Um, Parker's been really impressive, so I expect Parker to go go to Vincent Memorial and grab a win here. Other side of the Division 5 playoffs, we have a matchup down in the South Bay between number 2, Castle Park, and number 6, Mission Bay. Game seems like it could very easily be a coin toss on my end. Do you see it the same way, or uh, you got a different take on this one, Bodie? 
Yeah, no, I see it pretty similarly. Um, Mission Bay has been really impressive. The first round of playoffs, they, they shut out San Pedro. And then last week, they made the long, long haul out to Holtville. They beat um, a team that was three-seeded for a reason. So I'm going to go another upset here. I like Mission Bay. Um, so I'm thinking a six-versus-four seed in the D5 title. And um, I mean, as long as Evan Aguilon's on the field, it's tough to bet against them right now. Hey, oh, the upset alert horn is sounding there for Bodie De Silva. You can follow Bodie at SD Preps on Twitter and Instagram, SB Live, CA for Scorebook Live. If you are missing his open division picks, it's because they are not here. You can go find them on his timeline in his article. Please go give him clicks for all of the work that he does for us here. He deserves as many clicks as you guys are willing to give him. Click, don't even read the article. He doesn't need that. Uh, Bodie, do you need them on the page for a minimum amount of time, or is it just click through and they're good? Hey, just go check it out. Enjoy some some San Diego high school football coverage. Fair enough. Bodie, we will talk to you at the finals. And uh, happy happy final season, man. It is, I'm glad that we have made it to the end of this season uh, all in one piece and that we'll be back in studio together next week. Thank you very much for tuning in with us here this week, sports fans. If you need anything else, go check out the uh, CIF Media Day thing that Bodie and I did earlier this week. And uh, we'll see you at the finals. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you.